This is With Intrepid Heart Sermons, sermons preached by Rev. Adam Moline at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. You can find our website at goodshepherdlincoln.org, and the texts for our sermons each week follow the historic one-year lectionary. Let's listen in to today's sermon. In the name of Jesus, amen. Our text today is from verse 45 of our gospel lesson. These words, Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Thus far, our text. Dear friends in Christ, we've heard these words quite a few times in the last several months. The words of our gospel lesson. We heard them at the Annunciation back in March. In the very beginning of July, Vicar preached on the Magnificat. This evening we have these words again. And that's why we want to narrow down our focus just a little bit to talk about something that hasn't already been covered within our recent hearing. To set the stage for it, I want to remind you also of the words of Luke chapter 11, where Jesus is recorded saying these words, Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. That very same phrase, maybe just worded a little different, is also in other places in Scripture. For example, in Revelation chapter 1. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and keep what is written in it. And these words then also match the words from today's gospel lesson. And they are words that are first exemplified in the life of St. Mary, the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ. They are words that are exemplified in the life of the church. And they are words that also describe you, dear saints. So hear the words of verse 45 again, where St. Elizabeth speaks to St. Mary and says... Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Blessed, essentially, is this woman who heard and believed God's word. That's what happened with Mary, right? She heard God's word. And she believed it. And this is nothing less than short of a miracle. Any sinner who hears God's word and believes that it's true only believes by the miraculous work of the Holy Spirit. I mean, consider the very things that Mary was told directly by God, by the angel Gabriel. You will conceive in your womb, and you will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the Son of the Most High God. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, 
and of his kingdom there will be no end. Imagine if someone said that to you. That's a lot. A lot of things that by human reason shouldn't happen at all. And yet, within those words also is the entirety of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Gabriel tells Mary that she'll be the mother of the Son of God. Gabriel tells Mary that Jesus will be the fulfillment of the prophecy given to Eve in the garden after the fall into sin. The prophecy of someone being born of a woman who will crush the serpent's head even as his heel is pierced. Pierced, as we know, by nails. Gabriel tells Mary that God in the flesh of her son will become the everlasting king of God's eternal kingdom. A king to replace and fulfill David's kingdom. A king who would rule not of this world, but God's eternal kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. Gabriel preaches a sermon to the ear of Saint Mary, and when she hears God's word, she believes. All the things that Gabriel said, well, that's a lot for a young, unwed mother to absorb. But Mary takes it in stride. She says, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. She hears God's word. The Holy Spirit works in God's word. It works a faith that trusts that word. And in faith then, when the angel leaves, when things go back to normal, in faith, Mary continues her life believing God's word. She goes about her life, day in and day out, as if God's word is absolutely true, with no question and no doubt. Mary goes, then, <clears throat> to her relative Elizabeth's house. In faith, Mary praises God, singing and writing the Magnificat. In faith, she trusts God. Even though the situation is a little bit difficult and challenging, even though from all appearances... These events could lead to a broken engagement. They could lead to estrangement from her family. They can cause her a bad reputation. Potentially, they could even lead to her death. The events that happened are serious, but she believes God's word. 
and God sustains her faith until her Savior is born from her own womb and she sees the fulfillment of all of God's promises held in her arms. Dear Christian, blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Those words are not only true for Mary. They're words that are also true for the church. That's right, the church. Not the mother of God, but instead the bride of Christ, the church. The church also hears God's word about Jesus. The church hears that word preached and taught from pulpits across the world. The bride of Christ sings, sometimes like tonight, the Magnificat, sometimes other hymns that preach and proclaim and teach us about Jesus, our Savior. Hymns that extol Him as the one true God, the King of heaven. The church of Christ magnifies the Lord as He cleanses her by the washing of water with the Word in baptism as he feeds her with the eternal food of heaven in the Lord's Supper. The Church of Christ rejoices in God their Savior, a Savior who takes their own sins upon his shoulder, who bears them to the cross and kills them forever, granting his bride, the Church, eternal life. God gives these gifts, baptism, the Word, the absolution, the Lord's Supper. Behind them all is the Word of God, which comes to your ears, and you hear it, and you believe. That doesn't mean everything is hunky-dory all the time. Nothing is perfect in this world. We go about our day-to-day lives in faith, just as Mary did in faith. See, if the church believes the word of Jesus, that means you act like you believe the word of Jesus. You live as if the words of Jesus are true. That means you do what they say. That means when God's word comes to you through the mouth of the called and ordained servant of the Lord, declaring that your sins are forgiven, you believe it. You understand that you're set free. You seek to stop the sin that corrupts your life. And when you fail, you return to your baptism. And the word that Jesus spoke about you therein, that you have been clothed in the robe of Christ's righteousness, that covers all of your sins, that your sins are washed away as far as the east is from the west. 
You believe God's word, and you look forward to kneeling and eating the very body of Jesus, drinking his very blood, receiving the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation that that brings. You hear God's word, and you believe it, and you are blessed as a result. Mary's belief in God's word brought her to do all sorts of other things that you also can do as well. Things that are done in faith in Christ, trusting that he is your only hope before God. Trusting that he's made you a citizen of his kingdom. Mary, having heard God's word, repenting of her sin, believing that word, what did she do in her life? She brought her son, Jesus, to God's holy temple, to the church, both as a baby to be circumcised on the eighth day, as well as when he was 12, to partake in the feast. And we as Christians do the same. We bring our babies to the waters of holy baptism here in the temple. We bring them when they're older to learn the faith in confirmation and to partake in God's feast. What else did Mary do? She stood at the foot of the cross of Christ and she watched as he suffered, as he bled, as he died to forgive her sins. That image was forever etched in her mind. And we as Christians do the same. We bring our sins to the foot of the cross, to Jesus set our eyes upon him, the author and perfecter of our faith, that happens here. Not only in visual depictions of Jesus, but through the hearing of God's word that calls out our sins, that tells us they're wrong so that we might repent of them, that they might be laid on Jesus. God's word comes to our ear to bring us the Redeemer from our sins and to hear that word and to believe it. We stand at the foot of the cross of Jesus and through the word understand that he's accomplished our eternal life by what he's done. Mary heard God's word. She valued God's word. She didn't doubt God's word like we so often do. Even when it seemed beyond all comprehension, she trusted that it was true. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Blessed are you who believe that there will be a fulfillment of what is spoken from the Lord. Blessed are those who hear God's word about Jesus and do what it says. 
Blessed are you, dear Christians, for God's Holy Spirit comes to your ear the very same way. And in his work, you believe in Jesus, your sons and daughters of God. God has sent his Spirit into your heart so that you will be saved. In the name of Jesus, amen. That concludes today's sermon from Pastor Adam Moline. For more information about the Lutheran faith, check out our church website, goodshepherdlincoln.org. The title of this podcast, With Intrepid Heart, comes from the conclusion to the Book of Concord, where it is written, This is our faith, doctrine, and confession, in which we also are willing, by God's grace, to appear with intrepid hearts before the judgment seat of Christ and give an account of it. God's blessings on your day.